The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting. And it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with The Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to another edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore, and it is Wednesday, April the 15th, 2020, And the second episode of the day here on this Wednesday hump day. I hope you are getting through this day as best you can. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for all of us. We're going through a lot of different things. Some of us a lot worse than others. In the midst of a pandemic that is taking so many thousands of lives, we're almost at 30,000 alone here in the United States in terms of the death toll. And sadly, um, by far the most number of lives lost in a single country anywhere on the planet. That's where we are right now. So there have been some events that have taken place since the last episode I did earlier today. And here is the sound of one of them. bunch of honking horns on cars. That was Michigan. That was Lansing, Michigan, where there was a protest against the the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer, who has instituted a stay-at-home order for the state. And what I think is happening here, quite frankly, is a disgrace. What you had here were Trump supporters with their 2020 flags. You had Confederate battle flags. You know, these are the symbols of hatred and racism and enslavement. And you had people clad in all these American flags as if that somehow makes them more patriotic than anyone else. And I did some digging behind this and what you couldn't see is that the guy that you may have heard say hello there or something of that nature had a pickup truck and in the pickup truck was a coffin, was a wooden box, which looks very much like a coffin. And on the side of it, it said, shut up, Whitmer. And I don't know if the word before Whitmer was governor or MILF or something. 
And this is something that was reprehensible. And this is ugly. This is reminiscent of those Tea Party protests of 2007 and 8. And this looks very much like a rich family funding a protest where you had cars in Lansing, completely hundreds of them blocking the freeways or at least clad along the sides of a freeway, along a one lane or two of a three or four lane freeway. They blocked half of it. They occupied half of a side of a freeway with cars stretching back for at least a mile, if not more. This was a well, in my view, funded political stunt. And it had nothing to do to me with protesting anything about stay-at-home orders because these idiots all came out in defiance of the stay-at-home order. And many of them weren't wearing masks. Many of them weren't wearing gloves. It was wintry. It was snowing and raining. They had these Make America Great hats and other attire on and all this other nonsense, this racist stuff. And it was clearly Trump supporters who were mobilized to come out and really try to intimidate the the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer. I think it's very obvious that that was what was going on. This isn't about protesting stay at home. This was a cheap political stunt that may have been funded by the surviving Koch brother, just like the Tea Party was. It may have been some other rich billionaire family. You've got people there with Confederate battle flags and rifles superimposed on them. I mean, you know, all white men. Pretty much every one of these people was white men, was a white male. And no police. You couldn't see police anywhere. Police were non-existent, of course. And you have a guy in a pickup truck with a, what looks like a wooden box, a coffin, with the words, shut up, Whitmer. And I don't know what the other word was, but obviously a threat. You could look at that as a death threat to Michigan's governor. Governor Whitmer is a Democrat. And obviously all of these people are Trump supporters. That Audio was courtesy of a reporter. Her name is Mackenzie Frost. And this is just purely political. This isn't about staying at home. Michigander against Gretchen's abuses. What abuses has she done? I mean, I definitely know that Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, had refused 
for quite some time to turn on the water in parts of the state of Michigan, particularly in Flint, of course, with the lead water crisis there and in Detroit and in other areas, particularly where there are higher populations of black people. She refused to turn on the water and also in areas where there were poor white people. And the people of Detroit, of Flint, and of several other cities had been begging and protesting Whitmer for a long time to get the water back on. Finally, with this pandemic and knowing that you've got to wash your hands frequently, she was forced, basically, to turn it back on. And that was all for public safety's sake. So Governor Whitmer puts on a stay-at-home order because this virus is doing so much damage to people. This virus is laying waste to thousands of Americans. This virus could kill by the end of this week, if not perhaps maybe sometime a week from now, we could be talking 50,000 people dead. 50,000 people dead. I mean, that's really what we're looking at right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you, according to Johns Hopkins, over 2 million cases of the coronavirus worldwide now. In the United States of America, there are over 634,000 cases. In New York State alone, 11,617 people have died. You know which state in the country has the third most Deaths, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan has the third highest rate of deaths, the third most deaths in the country, 1,921 people have died in Michigan of the coronavirus, COVID-19. Right now, Michigan is number four in the country in the number of cases, 28,059. Now that is, as of the time I'm recording this episode of the podcast, that will obviously change by the time we are done here. And look, this is why Governor Gretchen Whitmer issued the stay at home order. Her state has the third most deaths in the entire United States. So why on earth are these fools in Lansing, Michigan traipsing out into the snow 
into the cold without masks, without gloves, polluting the highways and the city of Lansing with their vehicles, with their engines, with their sickness, with their COVID-19, with no mask on, with no gloves on. And they're talking about Gretchen Whitmer's abuses. This is all about politics. This isn't about any abuses. This is not about abuses at all. And what's happening here is these folks are taking the lead of Donald Trump. And the, they have these racists and these militia people. And they are this group in Michigan. I'm not going to tell you what their political name is because I'm not going to give them any publicity. I'm not going to. This is promoting a political group, some fringe right-wing group. Don't tread on me flags, you know, these Gazden flags. You know, these are the these Gazden flags are the yellow flags with the snake in the middle of it. That's what the Gazden flag is. And it has the words, don't tread on me on it. There were plenty of those flags there at that rally. And they're saying, oh, you know, Gretchen's abuses. They don't even give her the respect by calling her Governor Whitmer. And nor did Trump, remember, just last week or the week before when he said that woman in Michigan. Well, that woman has a name. Her name is Governor Gretchen Whitmer. And while I may disagree with what she's done regarding the water situation in Flint, which, by the way, was started and perpetrated by the Republican governor before her, Rick Snyder. You know, it's really funny. Where were all these folks? If you want to talk about some abuses, Governor Rick Snyder, the previous occupant of the Michigan State House as the governor of that state, committed murder against thousands upon thousands of kids and adults in Michigan with the Flint water crisis. Where were all of these fanatics and these right-wing fanatics and lunatics with their racist enslavement-ass Confederate battle flags protesting the Republican governor at the time, Rick Snyder, for his abuses, for his actual abuses, for his killing. Thousands upon thousands of people died from drinking that lead water. And he was making profits hand over fist. And he was allowed to serve his time in the governor's chair in Michigan and get away with murder. If you don't believe me, go and search online. Or if you're too lazy to do that, why not watch Fahrenheit 11.9, the film that Michael Moore did that was released in 2018? There is ample documentation through news reports, through interviews, through news conferences and press conferences with Governor Snyder. How he totally screwed these five counties in Michigan and gave them this 
disgusting, poisonous, deadly water to drink. And thousands upon thousands of people died. They had irreversible brain injuries. You had five-year-old and four-year-old kids with brain damage, permanent brain damage. The water coming out of these taps in Flint and in these other counties in Michigan was completely brown. And he had actually turned on the clean water just to help out the auto workers who had been donating millions, GM donated millions to his campaign. So we'll make sure that you guys there, you'll get the clean water. The rest of you, screw you. You'll drink this dirty crap, this poisonous stuff, this lead that will do irreparable harm to your brains. Where were all of these individuals protesting that? This is not about safety. The Democratic governor of Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, was protecting people in Michigan by implementing the stay-at-home order. And these dishonest, cowardly, bullying, racist people who invaded Lansing were saying that, oh my goodness, we, sh- we shouldn't be able to be able to stay in. We want to go out. We want to shoot our guns. We want to do this. We want to do that. Boo-hoo-hoo. What you're seeing and what you probably have seen online are these videos and you've seen them with all these people and it is this self-victimhood. And this is all about trying to intimidate Governor Gretchen Whitmer. It's really that simple. These folks don't believe in anything. They believe in death, if anything at all. This is an insane group of people, a death cult, run amok. These are the kinds of people that Trump loves. These are the kinds of people, uneducated people, many of them, that Trump loves. Remember when he talked about he loved the poorly educated? These are the kinds of people that you would see at his rallies. And since he's only now confined because of this virus to the White House to do campaign rallies, he has left it up to these thugs in Lansing, Michigan to do the kinds of violence and the kinds of aggressive and intimidating acts that were the stuff of his campaign rallies back in 2015 and 16. When I return, I'm going to tell you about what's really going on in Michigan and where Governor Whitmer is and also why things aren't going great in Michigan for farmers. I'll have some background on that in just a moment. 
so I want to acknowledge it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be angry, and it's okay to, you know, if it makes you better to direct it at me, that's okay too. I've got thick skin, and I'm always going to defend your right to free speech. It's going to be people are encouraged to stay in their cars, apparently. Um, and so my hope is that that is precisely how it plays out so that they don't expose themselves or any of our first responders to the potential of COVID-19. I would, um, I would just add this, you know, I support people's right to demonstrate and to use their voice. I hope that as people are looking at social media, they are um, dispelling, you know, the, and, and taking on the dissemination of demonstrably inaccurate information. I mean, this is what's going on. That was Governor Whitmer on Monday talking about this forthcoming protest, which did happen today. And it was this protest about her stay-at-home orders. I mean, what this is is tyranny by these fools. I read to you yesterday in yesterday's episode of this podcast an excerpt from Timothy Snyder's book on tyranny, 20 Lessons from the 20th Century, page 100. I mean, I read from this. When politicians today invoke terrorism, they are speaking, of course, of an actual danger. But when they try to train us to surrender freedom in the name of safety, we should be on our guard. There is no necessary trade-off between the two. Sometimes we do indeed gain one by losing the other, and sometimes not. People who assure you that you can only gain security at the price of liberty usually want to deny you both. One of the signs in the Capitol there in Lansing, in front of the uh, Capitol there in, in the state Capitol in Michigan, was a sign that read, security without liberty is called prison. These are some really misguided, miseducated, misled people who I think are very dangerous. They watch Fox News. They watch OANN. They listen to Alex Jones and Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and Coulter. All of these people who just lie to them. And have utter contempt for them, by the way. Meanwhile, Governor Whitman is actually trying to help save their lives. But they don't want to be safe. They don't care. They want to go and spread their virus and endanger people because they have such a low opinion of themselves. That's what I think. I think a lot of these people have a very low opinion of themselves and they want to look down on somebody. So they bring their hatred and their racism and their misogyny Call Governor Whitman names. You've got Trump there last week, week before, talking about that woman in Michigan. Where's the respect for her title? Donald. Governor Whitmer had also said, and she lamented this protest today, and she said it was so disappointing. As you heard in that clip, she is all for people having freedom of speech. And she even said to them, look, you know, if they're going to call me names, then you call them, then you bring your frustration to me. I mean, that tells you something about Governor Whitmer. 
But she's actually the last person that these folks should be directing their frustration at. And I'm going to explain this now over the next few minutes, why that very frustration and anger and vitriol that they were displaying to the very governor who is interested in saving their lives, who's trying to save their lives over stay-at-home order. The same governor who said, you know, COVID-19 can remain on stainless steel for 72 hours, which it can. And she warned about gas station handles, which all of these people in their friggin' cars for four plus hours honking away like a bunch of lunatics. Quote, think about how many people touch a gas pump handle in the span of three days. And that's why we don't want anybody on the road who doesn't have to be there. That's your governor, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Today, saying that, she cares about these very people who are insulting her and trashing her and trying to intimidate her. And what you should be doing, what these people should be doing is looking at the guy in the White House. It's interesting that that's, I mean, that's where the vitriol should be. He's the one that did nothing for three months, for four months, while this virus just destroyed hundreds and hundreds and thousands now. It's going to be 100,000 dead in this country. It doesn't give me any joy to say that. We are now at 28, 29,000 people. And by the time we get to this time next week, it will be double that. There is undercounting going on. These numbers are much higher, I think. They are clearly higher because there's very little testing going on in the country. Less than 2 million people in this country have been tested. There is a country here, the US of A, that has a population of 327 million. And less, barely 2 million of them have been tested. And this particular political group, who I'm not going to name, said, how dare you keep us locked in our, do in our homes like this? Heck, your order, Governor Whitmer, contributed to a guy killing himself in a parking lot of a Walmart. And then they attached this article to the, one, of their, on their, uh, one of their pages, one of their uh, social media pages. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, this is just ridiculous. So I looked at this article. I mean, this is, you've got to just listen to this. This is just absolutely outrageous. I mean, these folks are solely just doing this for the sake of politicizing things. This is all about an agenda to get a different governor. This is really something. This order was extended to April the 30th. 
So there's still, what, two more weeks of it to go. On April 8th, it was extended out to April the 30th. And that's when it was extended out. What the governor of the state of Michigan is doing is keeping people safer. Keeping people safer. And what she is trying to do there is convey the seriousness of a pandemic that has taken nearly 2,000 lives in her state. And I get to thinking, are any of these individuals actual residents of Lansing? I get to thinking, are these people driving in from other cities and other states? We cannot afford to sit back and look at this and not even look at where the roots of this is coming from. Man fatally shoots himself in parking lot of Clio area Walmart. Posted April the 7th of this year from MLive. That's Michigan Live. MLive.com. And this is the article that one of these groups was citing as this is because of Governor Whitmer's stay home order. It drove people back crap crazy and therefore this guy took his life, committed, you know, ended his own life. Here's what Roberto Acosta had to say about that, the writer of the story. In Vienna Township. Vienna Township, Michigan, a 31-year-old Birch Run man shot and killed himself Monday afternoon in the parking lot outside a Vienna Township Walmart, police said. Genesee County Sheriff deputies were called around 4.30 p.m. Monday, April 6th, for a report of a shooting at the store. Genesee County Sheriff Chris Swanson said a sheriff patrol vehicle had been in the parking lot during doing a routine patrol check less than a minute before the call went out. Witnesses told police the man, whose name has not been released, jumped onto the trunk of his vehicle with a 20-gauge shotgun in hand. And excuse me for the uh, graphic uh, descriptions here. So I just want to, uh, at this point, warn you. There's not going to be anything here that is going to be... Well, you can use your discretion. I just want to warn you. You may find this to be graphic, although I personally, uh, I don't think it is, but everybody's different about that. He fired one shot into the air, said Swanson. None of the witnesses said they thought they were in a direct line of fire. The man then turned the gun on himself. Swanson noted that the family's, a man's family told police he'd been, quote, battling with depression and thought he was acting strange on Monday. 
Sadly, they were not able to give him the opportunity to choose a better path. Then the article goes on to talk about mental health and uh, the uh, Gen Z health system 24-hour crisis hotline at 810-257-3740-810-257-3740 or sending a text to 741741. And then they also cite the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255. These were short-term and long-term mental health issues, and the sheriff was talking about that, and this guy had been battling them, and then this political group has the nerve to use this man's struggle with mental illness and depression and attribute it to Governor Whitmer. Well, Governor Whitner, Whitmer's stay-home order was the reason why this guy ended his own life. Just a bunch of rubbish, completely exploiting this young man and his struggles and his challenges with mental illness and depression that pre-existed this coronavirus pandemic and pre-existed any stay-at-home order by Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I haven't even got to the stuff that I want to get to, but I will right after this. George Michael there with This Is How We Want You To Get High. Welcome back to The Politocrat. This is really where the ire of those protesters, or whatever they called themselves today in Lansing, Michigan, this is really the subject, the real heart of what is going on in Michigan right now. I want you to listen to this. This is from August of 2019 from the local television news station WZZM 
Channel 13 in Michigan. Listen to this, please. And we're going to just get that queued up here in a moment, but here we go. Gretchen Whitmer was in Zealand today spotlighting Michigan agriculture and the struggles farmers have faced this year. 13 on your side reporter Sarah Makuda was with the governor today. Sarah, how was the governor's ideas to assist farmers here in Michigan? How's that received by the stakeholders today? It was received, Nick. So the governor started the conversation today talking about the damage and the hardships that so many Michigan farmers have experienced caused by the extremely cool, wet weather we had this spring. And from there, the conversation moved to another major burden for farmers, the struggle to get commodities to market because of the severe deterioration of our infrastructure. Now, major roadways have been under construction across the state. Bridges have been closed. Governor Whitmer, again, making a case for the proposal gas tax bill today as a solution to fix Michigan roads. Today, members of the Zealand Farm Services community asked Governor Whitmer not only to level the roads, but to level the playing field too, as it's becoming harder and harder to not only compete with neighboring states to sell Michigan products, but to compete with other countries as well. Governor Whitmer is hopeful that the government can step in to lighten that burden facing many Michigan farmers. We've gone from droughts to incredible amounts of rain this cycle that are really hurting a lot of farmers across Michigan. That's why I signed the supplemental bill in that created some funding to help farmers. Um, you know, there are things that we can't control, like the weather, but there are things we can. And when we see uh, trade changes via tweet, it's really concerning. And I know that this has been a tough enough season that for farmers and for agriculture in Michigan and uh, for all of these China uh, trade changes, I think it could be very devastating. Now on the topic of trade wars, Governor Whitmer says she's absolutely concerned about Michigan's economy. Specifically, we talked about soybeans. As China, we know, is a major consumer of soybeans. and We know Michigan's been struggling with the weather to produce. Um, political rhetoric coming out of Washington is only adding stress to the Michigan farmers. So they're really getting it, Nick, from all directions. Yeah, they are. And, and, and things in Washington, obviously, as volatile as they are, there's a worry that China may leave American producers, specifically Michigan soybean producers, and not come back even when the trade war is over with. Right. It's going to be it's going to be a, a bumpy month. Next month is when additional tariffs are going to be set into place. I guess we're going to have to wait and see how everything's going to play out. As we always do. Sarah, thank you very much. You know what's incredible about what you just heard? There wasn't a mention, not one mention, of the name of the person. There's one person's name that did not get mentioned in that two-minute-plus report. Can you guess who that person is? I don't know how you can get through a report on trade wars. I don't know how you can get through a news report that the governor even mentions trade wars by tweet. I don't know how you can get through a news media report locally or otherwise and not mention the two words Donald and Trump in that report. How on earth does that happen? As if they just had these invisible trade wars. Oh, trade wars and tweets. They just tweet by themselves. Now, maybe I guess you can send tweets 
I guess you can automate them. Maybe there's a setting on Twitter, and I use Twitter at the popcorn, R-E-E-L. Maybe there is a setting. I haven't found it yet, but maybe there's a setting that automates a tweet that you can send at some point in the day or night. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Jack, Jack Dorsey, can you help me out with that? This is absolutely insane. So first of all, the report that you just heard doesn't even mention Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the one who has this stupid trade war going on with China. And he has absolutely been the one who has desecrated farmers all throughout this country. You know what else is going on with farmers in this country besides the fact that Donald Trump has sold them down the river by having this stupid trade war with China? Farmers are taking their own lives. That one guy that I told you about earlier in that article, I don't know if he was a farmer. I don't know if he was connected to that. He obviously was going through depression. But you have record numbers of farmers all over this country taking their lives because they are losing their business. The one thing that was their livelihood, they are losing it because of Donald Trump's stupid, stupid trade wars. And what he has done is strengthen China once again, just like he strengthened China in February when he sent China 18 tons of PPE, of masks, of ventilators, of gowns. And now you've got American doctors and nurses and other healthcare workers wearing hefty garbage bags, Halloween masks, biking helmets. Donald Trump sold 18 tons of PPE to China. This isn't make America great. This is make America worse. Make America dead. Make America broke. And you got these fools in Lansing, Michigan today. Oh, yeah, you know, make America greater. This is stupid. This is conscientiously stupid. Farmers all over the United States and especially in Michigan and in Minnesota among other places in the Northwest, are feeling the pain. And as you heard in that report that I played, this was a tough seat. This was from, that was from August of last year. And they don't mention another thing in that report, climate change. Oh, we've had extreme, you heard the governor, oh, we've had extreme weather. It's been very hot and very dry and then it's been wet. We can't control the weather, but uh, maybe you can't control the weather, but you can control your behavior and try to reduce your carbon footprint. Because these people today in Lansing did anything but that. They did the opposite. They had their motors running for four and a half hours, honking away. Honk, 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 honk. Engines running and 
for four plus hours in Lansing. Polluting the air, no mask on, no gloves. Really brilliant, real smart, right? That tells you something about the intelligence of people who would do something like that. So you've got a pandemic going on. You've got a virus that eats the lungs out of people, that eats into their hearts and their livers. I'm not making this up. Studies document all of this. Doctors have talked about this. Kidneys, your heart, your lungs. Michigan now with nearly 2,000 people dead. The third highest amount of deaths in the country are in Michigan. And as Governor Whitmer said, I am so sorry that they all went out. Most of them were not wearing gloves or masks. How can you do a report, by the way, WZZM Channel 13 on your side, as they say on their website, and not mention Donald Trump? How can you do that? That's media malpractice. Tweets don't just write themselves. Trade wars don't just happen by themselves. Donald Trump was throwing the, all these tariffs on Chinese, Chinese goods and on China. And in return, China said, oh, okay, two can play at that game. Well, we're not going to do any business with you. We're going to go and do business elsewhere. And the, the price of goods in Michigan just plunged. No one was buying farmers' goods. And not just in Michigan, all over the country, the agricultural sector crumbled. And as you heard in that report, infrastructure had been damaged, destroyed. And that same infrastructure is still in bad shape, not just in Michigan, but all over the country. I have done podcast after podcast after podcast episode about infrastructure. And if you have been listening to any of the previous episodes, I have talked about infrastructure quite frequently, including about how Ronald Reagan was really, in my view, clearly responsible for where we are now in terms of the lack of infrastructure, not just in the federal government, because Donald Trump's destroying that, but all throughout the country's state governments. Please go back and listen to that episode. It's called Reagan Government Infrastructure in 2020. And I draw a through line in that episode from the 1950s all the way through to today, with Reagan really at the heartbeat and center of it all. Donald Trump may have won Michigan in 2016, but he stole it. And it had Hillary Clinton cared more about the Midwest and about Wisconsin and about Pennsylvania and Michigan. We would not be in this mess now. And we probably would have had far less deaths. In fact, we would have definitely had far less deaths. And we would have had far less deaths if Donald Trump had back in November cared to do something about all of this. He was warned as early as 2017. And these stupid trade war that he trade wars that he began in 2018 and 19. 
I'm going to say this again, and this is part of the report you just heard. Quote, this is the governor, your governor that you're protesting against there in Lansing. Governor Whitmer, quote, when we see trade changes via tweet, it's really concerning, said Whitmer, alluding to the president's trade war with China. Oh, that's the first moment that not even his name, but his so-called title is invoked. It wasn't invoked on that TV report that you just heard the audio from, though. But in the written article, just the pres- just the title, his title was invoked. His phony title. He's not a president. He's a joke. He's a coward. He's a criminal. He's a killer. Governor Whitmer continues, quote, trade changes. It could be very devastating. You think? And speaking of devastating, speaking of devastating, may I just uh, allude you a point to an article from just a couple of weeks after that broadcast, that report that I played to you a few minutes ago, just about three weeks after it. A little more than three weeks later, Forbes magazine, Chuck Jones writes, and here's the headline, amid Trump tariffs, the first time you hear his name. Amid Trump tariffs, farm bankruptcies and suicides rise. I'm going to read from some of this article right now. Farmers are pretty much under stress all the time since many factors that affect their livelihood are outside of their control. However, Over the past few years, the combination of lower prices, rain that has created havoc with their ability to plant, and finally China freezing the imports of U.S.-grown crops due to President Trump's tariffs. Hello? Has unfortunately created almost the perfect storm against them. Body blow to farmers. After China made its announcement that it would stop importing U.S. agricultural products, American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duval said, quote, China's announcement that it will not buy any agricultural products from the United States is a body blow to thousands of farmers and ranchers who are already struggling to get by. He added, In the last 18 months alone, farm and ranch families have dealt with plunging commodity prices, awful weather, and tariffs higher than we have seen in decades. Farm Bureau economists tell us exports to China were down by $1.3 billion dollars during the first half of the year. Duval pointed out, quote, now we stand to lose all of what was a $9.1 billion market in 2018, which was down sharply from the $19.5 billion U.S. farmers exported to China in 2017. So let me just tell you something. 
In 2017, when Trump walked in, this is after Obama had left office in January in of that year, 2017. In that same year, the market for U.S. farmers, what they exported to China, brought them $19.5 billion dollars. A year later, with these stupid trade wars that Donald Trump was getting into with China, started these things. He started this. Put all these tariffs on them. And it's killing American farmers. The market now is $9.1 billion, at least it was in 2018. Down more than 50%. Down more than 50%. In 2014, during President Obama's tenure, it, the export was $24.2 billion to China. That's what the agriculture was. $24.2 billion. These are figures from the USDA and the Farm Bureau. Those were the shipments, the agricultural shipments. They were making $24.2 billion in exports to China. It went down just a little slight bit in 2015, went up in 2016 when Obama was still president, and then slightly down, slightly, slightly down at the beginning of 2017. And then... That red line went way down from 2017 to 2018 because these stupid trade wars started by the very guy that you guys are wearing the hats of and waving the flags of, Donald J. Trump. Either you don't know, then you're genuinely ignorant of this because you're listening to Fox News and right-wing hate radio, and Rush Limbaugh, and all these folks punking you, telling you what you want to hear, giving you your propaganda on a plate, or in a pile of dung. Or you're just conscientiously stupid, and you are playing some other kind of game. Or maybe you're playing, and you're playing, you have some other kind of agenda. I mean, China had been buying 30 to 35 million tons of soybeans. Then suddenly they stopped. And then the corn prices dropped by about 10%. This is still the Forbes article I'm reading from. The recent decision by Trump's EPA to exempt an additional 31 small oil refineries from incorporating ethanol, which is made from corn and accounts for 40% of total corn use per the USDA, will put even more stress on farmers. Farmer loans, delinquencies and bankruptcies are rising across the U.S., 
The American Farm Bureau Federation, also known as the Farm Bureau, published a report in July that dove into farm loan delinquencies and bankruptcies based on Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation and U.S. court data, the FDIC and U.S. court data. The information showed that, quote, the delinquency rates for commercial agricultural loans in both the real estate and non-real estate lending sectors are at a six-year high. And we're above the historical average of 2.1%. The Farm Bureau report showed that farmer bankruptcies had arisen in every region of the U.S. for the year ending in June. That's of 2019, except for the Southwest. Wisconsin, Kansas, and Minnesota led the nation in Chapter 12 filings. Bankruptcy filings in Kansas and Minnesota increased so significantly in the past year that they reached the highest levels of the past decade. And then you see this map, and you see that in the Midwest, with arrows pointing to several states, including Michigan, the filings for bankruptcy went up 12%. There were 240 filings by farmers for bankruptcy in the Midwest, more than any other portion of the country. While Trump's decision to impose tariffs on China and its subsequent retaliation is not the only reason for the stress farmers are under, it is a self-inflicted wound. John Newton, the chief economist at the Farm Bureau, summarized the farmer's situation as, quote, the deteriorating financial conditions for farmers and ranchers are a direct result of several years of low farm income, a low return on farm assets, mounting debt, more natural disasters, and the second year of retaliatory tra tariffs on many U.S. agricultural products. Two thousand nineteen farm income should be in the bottom twenty five percent of the past ninety years. That's nine zero. Farmers live off thin margins. I mean, I can go on and on and on. It's a quite long article. 24.2% excuse me, 24.2 billion dollars of exports to China in 2014 and in 2018 that became 9.1 billion. It went down over 15 billion dollars. That's the kind of money that farmers across this country in the U.S. lost, thanks to Donald J. Trump. A strong majority of farmers and farm workers think financial issues, 91% of them, fear of losing the farm, 87% of them, and farm or business problems, 88% of them, impact the mental health of farmers. And now you've got these record taking of life, taking of their own lives, because that is the only livelihood they have. In Minnesota, increased suicides. In Wisconsin, increased taking of life. Same thing in Michigan. 
This could be worse than the farm crisis of the 1980s under Reagan. And I don't think Reagan was too charitable either. And that's why you had Farm Aid. That's how Willie Nelson began Farm Aid back in the 1980s. I remember it. And he's still doing Farm Aid concerts now. He did one recently. Under his stay-at-home, self-imposed quarantine. It's the first time that he did one of his Farm Aid concerts at home. Just a few days ago. It was him and his family. Live streaming a Farm Aid concert to help farmers all across America. Farm Aid was started in the 1980s in response to this stuff. Where farmers were struggling because Ronald Reagan, another Republican, was showing his lack of care and was ruling with an iron fist and didn't care about farmers, just like the guy in the White House now. Only now you've got this political group pretending that somehow it's Governor Gretchen Whitmer's fault. She's the one, the one who's trying to keep us safe. She's the one that's the reason why we're upset. What the, what the real truth is, is what they're really upset about is that their lives have not improved under Donald Trump. They have got worse. Their lives have got worse. The economy sucks. Donald Trump's administration is a bunch of thieves and criminals, just like Trump himself. And instead of being honest with themselves, instead of being honest with themselves and saying, you know what, we got screwed over by this guy. And instead of admitting that Donald Trump screwed them over, they want to have someone to look down on. Oh, it's those people. So you bring your racist Confederate battle flag and you blame black people, or you blame Muslims, or you blame other groups of people, people who are undocumented. You vent your ire at a white woman who is a governor of your state, who is the governor of your state, and you blame her. She's the one that's keeping you safe and telling you, keep your ass behind closed doors. But no, you've got to go outside without a mask. You've got to go outside without gloves, in the snow, with a pandemic raging, with nearly 2,000 of your fellow citizens in your state dying, dead. 2,000 of them dead. But you want to go out and prance around in the snow and talk about how Governor Whitman's stay-at-home order is, oh, it's so terrible. This is a bunch of grandstanding And it shows a level of ignorance and death cult that is truly peak. I wonder how many of these individuals read that Forbes magazine article that I've just read portions of. This could be worse. This is from 2019. Late August of 2019. 
that I'm reading this article from Forbes. That's when it came out from Chuck Jones. And here's what the last paragraph of it says. This could be worse than the farm crisis of the 1980s. A March opinion column. Again, bear in mind, this is just last year. This is only about seven months ago, eight months ago. A March opinion column in SC Times noted, quote, times have not been good for farmers the past several years. Many have compared it to the farm crisis of the 1980s. Others think the situation for farmers is even worse now than 30 years ago. In the column, Jennifer Fahey, a communications director for FarmAid, observed, quote, the farm crisis was so bad in the 1980s, there was a terrible outbreak of suicide and depression. But today, she said of stress and farmer suicide, quote, I think it's actually worse. I really do invite you to read that article. That was from August the 30th, 2019. Headline again, admit Trump tariffs farm bankruptcies and suicides rise. That was about seven and a half months ago. In fact, almost exactly seven and a half months ago, plus one day. And if you have someone saying as, I mean, this is just crazy. If you have someone saying as Jennifer Fahey does, a communications director at FarmAid, that today of the stress and farmer suicides, she says, I think it's actually worse. And that was seven months ago, before this pandemic. What on earth do you think it is now in Michigan, in Minnesota, in all of these states around the country, especially in the upper Northwest, which is the upper Midwest, which is where Michigan is, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, the upper Midwest, especially Michigan and Minnesota. How bad do you think it is for farmers now? How many more farmers are taking their own lives? This has nothing to do with Governor Gretchen Whitmer. It has everything to do with a Republican in the White House who is destroying the country and is destroying infrastructure and is destroying Michigan and the rest of the country. Destroying government, destroying infrastructure, all of it. Getting into these stupid trade wars, starting trade wars with China when there was absolutely no need to. Putting other countries' interests ahead of the country he has sworn to protect and defend the Constitution of. Not giving New York ventilators. States having to scramble to other countries to get material and ventilators. States having to give other states extra ventilators. 
to help them out because this guy in the White House is sitting back kicking his feet up or playing golf or tweeting while Rome literally burns. And that's how he wants it. And that's by design and it's deliberate. And he wants to get rid of the post office. And how about it? All of you folks in rural Michigan without post offices, farmers without post offices in this pandemic, without their farms, how many more people will take their own lives? This guy wants to get rid of the post office. These political groups, this stunt group, this stunt that was done today is an insult to everybody in Michigan and everybody around the country. In the middle of a pandemic, this is the best you've got. Some idiots without masks on, without gloves on. In a state where nearly 2,000 people have died from this virus and counting. The third highest amount of deaths in any state in the country. And you've got people for four and a half hours honking their horns. Really? Polluting the air with their Trump flags and their Confederate battle flags, these racist, wretched things, these racists. And then you've got this coffin with Governor Whitmer's name on it. Governor Whitmer's name on a coffin, on a wooden box. You guys are sick. I mean, that is a death threat that they are making to the governor. And it's incredible that Governor Whitmer, for her part, is saying, oh, you know, don't worry. You can get angry at me. You can get frustrated at me. I can take it. I've got thick skin. I don't think that should be her response, but that's how she's choosing to handle this. Donald Trump is the one that you should really be firing your anger at. Your ire should be directed his way. All of those protesters today should know better, and I think a lot of them do know better. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was funded by some billionaires, Republican billionaires. Because maybe they don't like the way that Governor Whitmer has approached them with her policies and how they have maybe perhaps affected them. So they get this low-intensity Ronald Reagan warfare of putting out and paying these folks to stand out in the rain or the snow in their cars, sit in their cars and honk and pollute the air for four and a half hours in Lansing, in Michigan. Great going. And you've got a water crisis there with lead. What could possibly go wrong in a pandemic? No mask and no gloves. You really do expose your backsides, not just to America, but to the planet. It's downright embarrassing. Downright embarrassing. And if you've got children, I'm sure that they are ashamed of you. Thank you very much for listening to this extra edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.